0: We are heading out for Israel tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we have a team of 30. Um, The Conways, we're going to be going with us. We're going to miss you deeply. We're going to miss you deeply. Um, Our dear friends, uh, Dave and Denise Lionheart, we're going to be with us as well. They're not able to make the trip. Um, But we had one more add to the trip supernaturally and I'm most, most blessed by this because it's our daughter Victoria and so <laughs> she gets to come back with us and so those of you that are going to Israel would you stand right now if you're part of our team that is heading out right now I want you to stand all over the room if they're standing I want you to put your hand on them just surround them don't leave let anybody be alone that includes my wife come on there you go come on father in the name of the lord jesus christ we speak and release a blessing over this team as we go oh lord that your glory surrounds us your favor surrounds us you're a shield round about us lord that you bathe every step in your favor and presence And that, Lord, you would encounter us afresh. We pray for fresh encounters over every life, over every man of God, every woman of God. Fresh encounters with the Lord as we travel, as we walk with you, as we're in worship, as we're in prayer. Lord God, I thank you that this team goes under an open heaven and we encounter your glory. And, Lord, we hear your voice. And we see you in all things small and grand. Everybody say fresh encounters. Say it again, fresh encounters. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's get praise to the Lord. Appreciate our worship team. Me too. I want you to grab your Bibles tonight if you would. Just kinda just open up to whatever book that you wish. I want you to go uh, to Psalm ninety one, if you would, tonight. <laughs> well, I just felt that wave. <laughs> that was that was a good wave. So I have a confidence and a certainty in the word of the Lord tonight, as I always do. But I believe something rich will be released in this house tonight from the Holy Spirit. Something very important that the Lord wants to do tonight. We have all been trying to do our very best to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit tonight. It's been happening all through worship. It's been happening with our worship team. It's been happening in the corporate experience. It's been happening in prayer before this service began. We want to have a real sensitivity to the Lord. What will happen is the anointing will begin to, well, it's already flowing. And then the Holy Spirit is going to move through this place, and he's going to start saying things to you far beyond what I'm even articulating in the natural. Powerful things are going to be released from the Lord. His angels are here on their assignment to release the gifts that they have brought as well. The kingdom of God rules and reigns in this house. Amen. What I want you to do is I want you to hold your place in Psalm 91 tonight because we're going to be looking at just a few different scriptures tonight. Most of the time I preach from a text and sometimes I preach to a text. And tonight I'm going to preach and make my way to the text of Psalm 91 this evening. We, uh, we've just come through Hurricane Adalia and went to a Category 4, came in, I believe, at a Cat 3 um, in the Big Bend region of Florida, a dangerous storm, very powerful storm, um, wrecked cities up north. I think ground zero was called Perry. Perry, Florida was really ground zero. Um, and some of our friends with uh, Pastor Eli Hendricks and their church out of Tallahassee, they've been there serving many, many people, serving meals. Um, a lot of devastation. Guys, there's, there's massive, massive devastation uh, everywhere. And I'm I'm glad to report from what we have heard that everyone that was missing and unaccounted for has now been found. And we're grateful for that. We're grateful for that. Um, Something I want to encourage you to do is continue to pray with us for the people of that, that wonderful region of Florida. Pray that the healing wonders of Jesus is released to to really deliver them and break off the trauma that they have experienced—trauma of loss, trauma of family members, family loss, property loss, homes lost—we um, need to pray, and we need to pray like that. And we need to be a people of vision in that way. That, and we also need to ask the Lord: Lord, show me the bigger picture, um, because we don't—we don't ever want to be a a, a people who just see life through a straw, or or have a small mindset or a small world. We need to understand that this this impacts us all, amen. And so we want to continue for the, to pray for their healing, um, and really them overcoming um, the tragedies that they've had to face. I think it's always vitally important that we pray for leadership. I I have a great passion for leadership, and when I when I pray. When, when I see such a devastating event like this, I begin to pray immediately uh, for Governor DeSantis. I begin to pray for gov- uh, governmental officials and the mayor. And all, all of those things, um, they have so much responsibility riding on their shoulders. And they need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And they need the help and the guidance and the interaction of ho- holy angels. And that means that the ecclesia, the real church that knows how to pray stands with them and undergirds them and strengthens them and looses the angels to work and move with them. Amen? Amen? And uh, by the way, Governor DeSantis is doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job, isn't he? Praise God for his life. Amen. You can do better than that. I really... You're elbowing people. Did he just say DeSantis for president? No, I just said he's doing a great job as our governor. Everybody take a breath. You're going to be okay. So, all right. Thank you, Lord. We are, we are at a very, very unique place. We're at a very unique place in time. We understand that this hour that we are in demands mature discernment, mature discernment. We have said so many times in this house that we must be like the sons of Issachar. And there was an anointing upon the sons the sons of Issachar. We're talking about the 12 tribes of Israel, the son of Issachar, but also his people, his tribe. The tribe of Issachar had a very unique anointing about them, and they were able to understand the, the times. They had a spirit of understanding. They had a spirit of wisdom that was upon them. It's, it's something that the apostle Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 1, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be upon us. That spirit of wisdom and revelation and the spirit of understanding was so upon the sons of Issachar that they, they understood their times that they were walking in but also they had another ingredient. They knew what to do in that hour. It's so important. And so this is a time for the spirit of understanding to start manifesting upon the church. This is a time of great soberness. This is a time of we need to be very alert because there is a There is a real weapon that the enemy is forging against everyone that is on planet earth right now, and it is fear, fear. And I want to say tonight... Do not be overwhelmed and overtaken by the weaponizing of fear that is coming against us. Do not receive the psychology of fear that is being vomited out of Washington, D.C. right now. We do not receive the voices of death and dread in Jesus' name. Can I get a witness? I said, can I get a witness? They want you to be afraid. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be anxious. They want you worried about what is coming next. They want you worried about the next crisis. They want you worried about the next lockdown. They want you worried about the climate crisis and the food shortage crisis and the human extinction crisis and every other crisis going on, the energy crisis we could go on and on and on but we do not surrender or yield to those voices. What you need to do is you need to rebuke them in Jesus' name, and you need to say, I walk in freedom. I walk in divine health. I walk in wholeness. I walk in victory. I rebuke these voices of death. I take authority over them, and they have nothing over me or over my family or over my children or over my seed or over my church or over my city. Glory to God. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, very familiar passage. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Won't you say that with me tonight? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Say it with me again. I was looking at this passage today. Don't you love the word? This phrase, sound mind, is very important. And I looked it up in the Greek today so that I could sound really smart and important and impress many of you. (laughs) But in the Greek, it means sophorino, uh, neo, sophronio. There it is. And this is what it means, sophronio. It means to be delivered, to be rescued, to be revived. I love these words. It means to be salvaged. It means to be protected and now safe and secure. Isn't that powerful? God says, I've given you a sound mind. I've given you a mind that has been delivered. I have been giving you a mind that is now safe and secure. I've given you a mind that has been rescued, rescued. You know, I, when I was reading these, these words, I honestly, I couldn't help but think of the little precious children in the movie of The Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel that were being rescued from sex slavery. The Lord is the lover of our souls. It it matters what goes on upstairs, up here. The Lord cares about what goes on in the mind, in, in the will, in the emotions. It matters to God what goes on in our imaginations. It matters to God what goes on in our memories. He is the lover of our soul. He's the keeper of our soul. God says, I've given you a spirit of love, power, and of sound mind. And when he says, sound mind, he's saying, I have delivered you. I have rescued you. You are now safe and protected in my keeping. You're a son and a daughter of the living God. You're no longer a slave to fear. You're a child of God. Child of God. 1 John chapter 4, and verse 18, <laughs> we're saying it tonight. There's no fear in love, but perfect love does what? That's right. It casts out all fear. Fear involves torment, but he who fears has been made perfect in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. And make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, fear is very dangerous. Hello. Fear is dangerous. And Satan and his minions are ramping up this fear and every strategy and weapon of fear that they can conjure up. But as the sons and daughters of the living God tonight, we are to give no place to the spirit of fear. You are to give no place to the spirit of fear. You never tolerate fear. Let me say that again. You never tolerate fear. You do not let fear bully you. Are you with me? You do not let fear bully you. You do not let fear bully you by you. You do not let fear beat you. You do not let fear bully you. You take authority over the spirit of fear because God's given you that authority. I've learned something about life. We are at our worst when we are afraid. We are at our worst when we are afraid. We make the worst decisions when we are afraid. Fear will cause you to make terrible permanent choices in the midst of temporary circumstances. Fear is always looking to ambush. It is, it is always looking to steal and to kill and destroy. You have to break every alliance with the spirit of fear. You have to break every alliance every allegiance to the spirit of fear. Some of you in this room are dealing with irrational fears. Some of you in this room, you're dealing with irrational fears. The enemy is trying to manipulate you. He is trying to move you into a place of intimidation. And irrational fears are just breaking out against you. You have to stand in the authority that Christ has given you. You have to submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You have to break every allegiance to fear. Something I I think is so important, of course, Pastor Kilpatrick who was with us just last year at this time, him and Dutch Sheets. Pastor Kilpatrick has been in our lives since the mid-90s. And something he taught us in the journey, and I don't remember what year it was, but he taught us about repentance and renouncing and re Listen to it again. About repentance, renouncing, and re You re-say it. It's good. Not. It's good. It's good to start with repentance, but then it's another level to renounce a thing. You repent of it. You break the accords with it. But then, when you renounce it, you're breaking all of your allegiances and your alliances to that spirit. You're renouncing it, and then you're resaying it. In other words, you can say it like this: Lord, I ha- I I repent of yielding to that spirit of fear. I repent for uh, allowing myself to be intimidated or manipulated by that spirit. I renounce it now in every way that is, it has been affecting me or 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 I've been subjected to its lies and I moved out into a, a weird territory because of it. I renounce that right now by the power of the blood of Jesus. I use the name of Jesus. I use the authority. I use the power of the blood. I Renounce that spirit of fear. And now, Lord, I'm going to re say some things. I am not afraid. I am bold. I am powerful. You have given me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I am not afraid. I am strong in the Lord. I am not afraid. I am confident. I am not afraid. I am anointed. I am not afraid. I'm a son. I am not afraid. I'm a daughter. I am not afraid. I'm moving forward. I am not afraid. I'm advancing. I am not afraid. I'm using my faith. Because fear is expecting the devil to move. But faith is expecting God to move on your behalf. Come on, say amen tonight. The devil is a liar. And according to Jesus, Satan is the father of lies. You've got to deal with the devil. Let me say that so you hear it right. You don't make deals with the devil. You've got to deal with the devil. And the way that you do that is you submit yourself first and foremost, therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is right out of the book of James. Let me give you some advice. Do not try to resist the devil if you have not yet submitted yourself unto, under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. You do not have the authorization to use the power of the name of Jesus to resist the devil until you fully submitted and surrendered yourself to his lordship. It's so key, and it's it's good advice. Are you with me tonight? You have to use the authority of his name. You have to use the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the name that is above all names will drive the devil out. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 25. It says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be kept safe or kept protected. Read it with me one more time. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be kept safe or protected. See, when fear comes, you've got to rise up and you've got to say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. You see that? When fear comes, you've got to rise up. You're the one who rises up, and you condemn the works of the enemy. It's the heritage of the Lord. You rise in the authorization that you have been given, in the boldness and the power of the Spirit using His name. And you say, No, 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 no. No weapon formed against me, my family, my body, my future, no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of the Lord. I condemn what the enemy is. I condemn what the enemy is trying to ambush me with. And I declare, God, I walk in your perfect purposes in my life. Are you hearing this? So therefore, submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you listen it's very important that you do not make any level of alliances with fear in this hour more is coming and we're going to be ready as the ecclesia more shaking is coming but we're part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken And what God builds is immovable. What God builds is unshakable. And what God builds is incorruptible. Glory to God. I want you to look at a passage of scriptures found in Isaiah chapter 41 tonight. And I love this because in a moment I'm going to be talking to you about Moses. And there's something that's said in this passage in Isaiah chapter 41 And it's about another friend of God, and his name was Abraham. He was a very dear friend to God. They had wonderful friendship. And again, they weren't acquaintances. They weren't just companions. They were friends. There was something very rich going on in Abraham's life with God. In fact, Abraham was buried. Him and Sarah are buried in the city of Hebron which means friendship with God. And so in Isaiah chapter 41, it talks about this friend of God, Abraham. And God releases this blessing that I think is so beautiful, and it's what God is saying freshly over us tonight. And I begin to read in verse 10, and it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And what is the righteous right hand of God? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Who's at the right hand of the Father? I said, who's at the right hand of the Father? Who's at the right hand of the Father? I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand the son of my power. Verse 11, all who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgrace, and those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. And though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. (laughs) Oh, my. It makes me think of the woman that was caught in the act of adultery itself. And she's brought to Jesus. And we were there just weeks ago in the Scriptures. And she looks up and she sees Jesus alone. Woman, where are your enemies? Where are your enemies? Those who oppose you, they will be as nothing and they will perish. And though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. That's beautiful language. There's something powerful about a father or a mother who walks up and takes hold of your hand. Somebody answer their phone in Jesus' name. There's something very powerful about a father or a mother that comes along and takes a hold of your hand. My mother is in the sanctuary tonight. Shane's mother is in the sanctuary tonight. Carol and Karen, welcome. <laughs> There's something very powerful about it. And the Lord says, I'm the one who protects you. I'm, I'm the one who promises to deal with your enemies. I'm the one who's going to conquer for you. I'm going to father you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to show you my salvation. I'm going to show you my strength. And I'm going to come up and I'm going to take you by the hand. And I'm going to walk along this journey with you. That's powerful language, isn't it? Do not fear. Do not fear. Whatever comes next, (laughs) whatever Klaus Schwab is going to do next or the Davos Switzerland Devils or the World Economic Forum or Obama or Biden or fill in the blanks or Bill Gates or, or the military industrial complex or wh- whoever. Um, I want to tell you what, they do not hold the charge to the end game. I want to look at you and tell you, even the Antichrist himself that is about to manifest on the world stage, he doesn't hold the keys to the end game. His time is so limited and short. Are you hearing me? There's someone who holds the keys to the end game, and he's coming on a white horse. He's coming on a white horse, a conqueror, a victorious, powerful King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we'll be on horses right there with him coming and watch him destroy every enemy and set up his throne in Jerusalem just like he promised. That's my God. <laughs> That's my king. Whoa. Have I not commanded you, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, whatever comes next, have I not commanded you, be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, this is not for you. This is for the person sitting next to you. Because I know you don't get discouraged. This is for that person next to you. It's not for you. And so don't take this personal. You ever get discouraged? Four hands over here, five. I'll raise both my hands for you. You know, the world's crazy. The world is absolutely crazy. I mean, just when you think you've seen it all, you wake up on Wednesday and then you've seen it all. And then you wake up on Thursday <laughs> and then you've really seen it all. It's, it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy what is manifesting in front of us. And we're seeing an evil in these last days. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, these, these devil spirits, they have no regard for human life whatsoever. They have zero regard for human life. And this spiritual war is now manifesting in a natural war on a level we've, we've, not, we've not seen in our times. A little over 100 years ago, we saw it manifest in World War II something so barbaric and so demonic trying to take over the world. We're in a crazy time. God's saying, I'm with you. I am in the midst with you. I am taking you by the hand. I'm going to walk you through. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to be dismayed. Listen to what he said. He said, You need to be strong and you need to be courageous and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I want you to go to Psalm 91 for the next couple of moments. Moses was a very special friend of God. His biblical story is like beyond epic, (laughs) it's beyond compare. From his time of fleeing, I mean, we could go through his whole life. I mean, from the time with his mom and the Nile and him being rescued, you know, by Pharaoh's daughter and raised in the house of Pharaoh, and then him coming into this war within him, trying to figure out his own identity, to killing an Egyptian, to fleeing to the desert and escaping, and, and then... You know, he, he's in the land of Midian, he meets Jethro, he becomes a shepherd. It's amazing to me, he's, he's raised in the most powerful house of all of Egypt, and because of his inward identity crisis, he has to flee away, and God is ready to meet him in the wilderness. But of all things, he becomes a shepherd <laughs> in the wilderness, and of all things, God knew his plan and his design for him all along was I'm going to take the wanderer and the man who's now become a shepherd, and I'm going to transform this murderer into, remember the story, I'm going to take this murderer and what went wrong with Moses, and I'm going to transform form him. I'm going to turn him into a national deliverer. He's going to go from being a shepherd to a national deliverer. Powerful. Powerful. I want you to think about Moses' journey. I want you to think about him going into Egypt and dealing with Pharaoh. I want you to think about the 10 plagues that came through Egypt. I want you to think about the death and the pillage And the pestilence that Moses saw before his very eyes. I want you to think about Moses taking the blood and putting it over the door for Passover. I want you to see Moses going before several million Jewish people and fleeing now into freedom for the very first time for over 400 years. Leaving the land of bondage behind. And now taking this epic journey with the Lord. He gets to the Red Sea. We know the story. And the Lord blows open the Red Sea for him, and he says, now I want the people to rejoice. They start singing a new song, and he says, now watch this. Keep your eyes very open, because these enemies that have been chasing you this whole time, you're never going to see them again. And so they come through the Red Sea victoriously, and they've, they're led to Mount Sinai, and He's went from a bush being on fire to now the entire mountain is on fire. And now God is saying, "Don't let a man or a beast even touch even touch this mountain because I have now descended upon it." And the whole mountain of Sinai is burning with fire and the people of Israel are terrified. And now God watch the picture and now God has come down in a cloud of glory. And Moses ascends into that glory. And Moses is up in this glory, in this thick cloud with God. He's there 40 days and 40 nights. He communes with God. God instructs him and gives him his commandments for the people. The story goes on. We're going to leave that story for a moment. And God gives Moses the instructions for the tabernacle. And so he builds this tabernacle out in the wilderness as they're making their way to the promised land. And in Exodus chapter 33, this you can put it in your notes. This is what it says. It says that when Moses would go out to commune and be with God, it says that All the children of Israel would rise from their tents. All those tents were round about the tabernacle. And they would watch Moses because something distinctive, something unique happened when Moses went out to meet with God. And he would go outside of the camp to the tent of meeting. This cloud, this pillar of cloud would descend and set on the doorway of the tabernacle. And they would watch Moses walk then into the outer court and then into the inner court. And then they couldn't see him any longer. And then he would move into the most holy place. And the Bible says this in Exodus chapter 33. Moses spoke to the Lord face-to-face as a man speaks to his friend. Now, that's powerful. He spoke to the Lord face-to-face as a friend, a friend of God. Jesus says in John chapter 15 and verse 15, he says, "I, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends because servants are not, they're not really clued in on what the master is really doing. I call you friends. Abraham was a friend of God. Moses was a friend of God. I'm looking out here in this crowd at friends of God. Friends of God. You're not an acquaintance with God. You're not just a companion with God. You are an intimate friend of God. You are someone in whom God trusts. You are someone who God always desires to be with. He desires intimate friendship and journey with you. He's the one who comes and takes you by the hand. I wish I had an old friend here tonight. He could tell his story. When he was at the Brownsville Revival, he had been in line for about 10 hours that day in the Florida sun just to get in the building. Pensacola, Florida, 1996. He finally got in the building. There was no seats. He had to stand up against the back wall. He was completely exhausted. He was dehydrated. And he said, oh, God, would you please touch me tonight? I'm so hungry. I'm so thirsty for you. Would you please touch me? And he put his hands into the air to begin to worship God, completely drained, dehydrated, exhausted. And suddenly, an unseen hand took him by the hand. And he opened his eyes to see who had taken hold of him. No one was there. He was slain in the spirit, and his body went limp, and he was suspended in the air. It's a true story. The Lord says, I'm the one who comes to take you by the hand. I'm your friend. I'm your faithful friend. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And the word of the Lord to us in this hour, ladies and gentlemen, in September of 2023, the word of the Lord to us in this hour is do not be afraid. Do not come into any level or of agreement with a spirit of fear. It is a spirit. You're not to tolerate any level of evil or spirits of fear. And so Moses, this friend of God, is awesome. Exodus thirty three eleven. I want to read it for you. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. You know what I love about this verse? This is actually the very first mention of Joshua in the scriptures. It's the very first mention of it. We are we're just introduced to this young man. He's Moses' apprentice. And there he is. You know what I like about him from the very beginning? He's a lingerer. <laughs> I like that. That's a great quality. Joshua is lingering. He's watching his leader encounter the glory, go into the glory and meet with the Lord face to face. And he's desiring intimacy and glory and life like the one he's following. I love that. May we be lingerers. Amen. So in Psalm 91, we're getting there now. <laughs> This is the psalm of Moses. Tonight, I'm going to specifically read this out of the Passion Translation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. Read it with me again. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of Of God Most High. Wow. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation or any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are like a shield, keeping you from harm. This is where in the New King James he says, I'll I'll cover you with my feathers. Under the shadow of my wings, you will take refuge. The, the wings of God. He says, you got to see the picture. I'll stretch out my wings, and it will become your safe, sacred dwelling space. I'll cover you with my feathers. I didn't think that was literal until the Lord did that for me and Bren one day. <laughs> Years ago, we were, we were with Randy Clark. How many of you know who Randy Clark is in Global Awakening? And And Randy was sharing with us about a very unique manifestation. This is back in 1999. And we had just come out of some meetings that we were preaching in in Ohio. And Randy was a few cities away from us. So we went over to the meeting. And he was telling us about the miracles and the healings. And then he began to tell us about some interesting things going out at Bethel Church in Redding, California. I was like, where's Redding, California? This is 1999. Nobody knew where Redding, California was except the people that lived there. <laughs> and he began to tell us about Bethel Church, and we had never heard of Bill Johnson. Again, this is 1999. Never heard of Bill or Benny and and didn't know what God was doing at Bethel Church. And he began to talk about the miracles. He began to talk about the healings being manifested. He began to talk about the, the angels that were manifesting all over the church property and to the people. He began to talk about feathers raining down, just feathers raining down on the inside of the building upon the people. Now, I don't know if that stretches you, and so I, you're not acting surprised, but I'm going to tell you, me and Bren were a little surprised. That stretched me. And I said, wait, Randy, what did you say? Did you just say feathers? He's like, yeah, feathers. And I was like, well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> and we had seen some pretty radical things up to that point. But but feathers? He said, yeah. He said these angels will manifest all throughout the property and the the church. He says, and these, the, these feathers will start just manifesting and floating down. He said they had the, the, the feathers investigated. They couldn't figure out what species of bird that it was. They can't even find a species of bird on the earth to match the feather. And he said they came back and, and they said to the church, the closest thing that we can figure out to, it's the closest to a dove feather that there is, but it's not dove feathers. And I was like, Oh, that's 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 different. <laughs> I was really being stretched. And Randy had to say goodbye to us, and we hugged Randy, and Randy turned and he walked away. And when he turned to walk away, a feather manifested right in front of me and my wife, and we put our, our hands out to catch it right there. It's exactly what happened. Didn't it, baby? We were like, whoa. <laughs> we were blown away. So we, we went out. We went out, we had a Toyota 4Runner at that time, and we got into the 4Runner, and it was a cool night. It was in late fall, late fall months. And I turned the heater on in the 4Runner, locked the doors, we're heating up the 4Runner, and all of a sudden, feathers started manifesting on the inside of our Toyota 4Runner and blowing all through the vehicle because of the heater. This isn't stuff we always talk about. When he says, I'll cover you with my feathers, we didn't take that literal until it happened. It's true. It's true. We were filled with overwhelming joy. We had a five hour journey home that night, cutting through the night with the joy of the Lord and the presence of God in our vehicle. And the glory of God was just kissing me and Brent. He says, I'll cover you under my wings. I'll cover you with my feathers. Verse 5, he says, you will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear the spirit of darkness coming against you. Folks, this is the word of the Lord for us tonight. Do not fear a thing. Do not fear Guys, whatever comes, do not fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You need to claim that promise tonight from God. Folks, you need to claim that promise right now. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands of thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. See, how can the righteous be delivered from peril if we're not going through peril? How can the righteous be you know, kept safe in the midst of tragedy and danger if you're not going to go through tragedy and danger. It's because none of us are exempt in this life. We're not immune from trials and persecutions and difficulties. But what we can know is this. I'm a child of the living God. I'm a son and a daughter, and the promise remains true. And God says, whatever is going, whatever level of care is going on around me in planet earth if people start dying here and over here and to my right and to my left the spirit of god is going to lead me protect me there's going to be a canopy of the glory of god like a defense round about me yeah. the glory the glory of god is a covering The glory of God is a defense. And Moses, the friend of God, had the audacity. He had the faith. He had the love as a true friend. Lord, show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. And the glory of God literally is a shield of defense and protection round about us. You've got to claim this today. Verse 8, it says, you'll be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment. Wow. You'll be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment. And they'll be paid back for what they have done. Well, that's strong. You know, Isaiah says it like this. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, you can throw it in your notes. Isaiah said, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you, for you shall eat the fruit of your doings. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. You will eat the fruit of your doings. But woe to the wicked, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. So I say to you tonight, it is well for you. It is well with you. You can say amen tonight. Verse 9, when you live, when we live our lives under the shadow of Of God most high, our secret hiding place, he will always be, excuse me, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Verse 11, God sends his angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. As we go to Israel, as our team goes, we travel with holy, warring, powerful angels of God. Everywhere we go, everywhere we go, God will surround us like a shield. Mighty warring angels will go with us. God charges his angels upon us. He charges his angels upon you. You don't have to go to Israel to get that blessing. (laughs) Somebody say amen. Verse 12, if you walk into a trap, they'll be there. Who? The angels. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. And here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal To my name. Wow, I got to read that again. Because you have loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence. In your time of trouble, I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life. And with all I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Glory to God. His promises are true. And the presence of God is the ark of safety. The manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, Christ in you, who is the hope of glory. His presence, his, <laughs> his pre- <laughs> help me, Lord. His presence, which is alive, living in you, is your ark of safety. Now Jesus said this in closing tonight, John 16 and verse 33. I want you to look at it. Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you that in me you will have peace. In this world, you will have many tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Come on. In this life, you're going to have many battles, persecutions, trials, tribulations. He said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Friend, do not give fear any place in your life in this hour. It's time to walk boldly in faith. It's time to walk in your identity of knowing I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I've been given the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I've been given the name of the Lord. And when I am rightly submitted unto God, I can resist and rebuke the devil. And he has to flee from me. He has to go from me. And you have to use your authority in his name. It's been delegated to you. It's been given to you. And we are a victorious people. Hallelujah. I said we're a victorious people. We are a triumphant people. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Poke somebody next to you and say, don't be afraid. Come on, tell them, don't be afraid. Tell him, I'm under the shadow of his wings. Somebody poke my wife. She's sitting all alone. Poke her, Kathy. Come on. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord, that your word holds all integrity. You are not a man that you should lie, neither the son of man that you should repent. The words that you say, Lord, they are truth. Your words are spirit, and they are life, and your word is true. You protect us. You keep us, Lord. You surround us. And Lord, you are all around us, you are above us, you are beneath us, you are behind us, you are before us, you surround us. Thank you, Lord. Tonight as we're just waiting upon the Lord, if there's been any level of of place where the enemy has been bombarding you with fear, I just want you to begin to repent of it, I want you to begin to renounce it, I want you to begin to rebuke it. Tell the Lord, I'm not going to receive this, Lord. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. Your blood works for me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we rebuke every spirit of fear. Every spirit of fear. Every place, Lord, where the enemy's been trying to traffic in our soulless realm, whether it be in our minds, whether it, it be in our imagination, or what is coming next. or Lord, tonight we speak your delivering power, your keeping power over our lives, over our lives. We have been sealed by the promise of the Holy Ghost. And your blood works. We rebuke every spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. You've given us a spirit of of love and of power and of a sound mind. A sound mind. I bless your spirit, church. I bless you in Jesus' name. Be strengthened, be nourished in the Lord. Do not be afraid. Walk in faith, walk in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, I'm a friend of God. Cody, come and lead us. How many of you remember that song? It seemed like that went through the church and we played it three trillion times. I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. Sing it again, choir. It's a great song. Praise God. Guys, I'd like our ushers to come. Let's serve the people tonight. If you need an offering envelope tonight, lift your hand high. I know so many of you get offering envelopes on the way in. If you need an offering envelope, just lift your hand high. We want to serve you. You can open your Victory FLA app. Some of you are still saying, I am a friend of God. Victoryfla.com. For those of you that are online tonight with us, you can open the app. You can open up. Well, you can give right there online, victoryfla.com, safely and securely. And thank you for your giving tonight. Amen. Love you, Donna. Love you, Mike. God is with you. God is with you. He's with your family. Going to miss you on the trip. (laughs) So blessed that my mom's able to go to Israel with us. Last time we went to Israel, Brent's mom and dad got to come with us and we had the time of our lives. We made some of our best memories as a family and uh, just thrilled mom can go with us on this trip. It's going to be amazing. Father, thank you for this opportunity tonight now to give. And may miracles be released. Through our giving. Father, I pray for abundance and prosperity, supernatural breakthrough financially over all of our lives, over every family, over every individual, abundance, provisions, preferential treatment, divine favor, new jobs, new opportunity. (laughs) the goodness of God raining down. Lord, I thank you that you delight in the prosperity of your servants. Bless their houses, Lord. Bless their dreams and their kids and their grandchildren. May miracles be released. Everybody say abundance. Abundance. No lack. No No debt. debt. Abundance. Abundance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ushers, go right ahead. Serve the people. Bren's going to bring some announcements, and then we're going to pray for everybody that needs prayer tonight.
1: All right. So next week here we have a, a night of worship. So we want to encourage you to be a part of that. It's, you know how we all love worship here. We love, we love to worship. We love the worship. That is here in this house, and it's going to be a whole night of it. So we encourage you to come out. There is going to be some prayer time as well, and it's just going to be so rich. So uh, that's next week, September 9th. Then also we have our our, um, Victory Co-op that has um, registration has begun for that. It does start September twenty second. So. We encourage you, all the families that want to be a part of that co-op, go on our website or the app, check it out. We've got the QR code there, Um, but check it out, and um, you can register online. All the information is online for you to um, find out more information. But it does start September 22nd, and registration will end um, a week prior if, as we will keep it open registration for those families who do want to jump in, but we encourage you to get it in beforehand so that your family is ready to start on day one. So you need to have a week in advance registration on September 16th. Also, we have our true trackers that's going to be starting up September 30th. And yes, we're excited about that. in kids' church, kids' church truth, is pumped. Our volunteers are truth pumped. Truckers. Yes. So um, it starts September 30th, and it's the same thing. You can register online with the QR code. You can find out more information. There are registration. Uh, sign ups in the um, kids classrooms and the QR code there in the kids classrooms as well for you to um, access it but we just encourage you to sign up and that you need to be signed up a week prior as well so we can make sure all the kids have their books that the day one when it starts. so please sign up by September 22nd for that. Uh, September 23rd we are having our six year anniversary for victory yeah. It's going to be really good. I, We were talking about in staff, and we're going to have some more cake and punch for everybody, so come on Somebody out. Somebody just said cake. <laughs> right. Since
0: you said cake, how many of you liked that cake last week? i got to know.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, close. that's
0: how you get an amen in this church, just say cake. If you want to know, Der Dutchman made that cake. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Let's give a praise the Lord for Der Dutchman. Amen. Go ahead and give Dur Dutchman a hand tonight you see that? Look at that. Okay, go ahead.
1: They're with us. So, so again, uh, the six-year anniversary, September 23rd, be a part of that. We'd love you to have everybody. It's going to be a great time. Also, for those who have been missing our house fires, many house fires are going to be starting back up in October. So, make sure that you um, keep a watch out for those starting back up. And also in November, beginning of November, we just want to give you a heads up for those who want to be a part of our outreaches. This is an outreach November 3rd. We're going to downtown again to Five Points and how we do kind of quarterly. So this is a bigger event. We'll have worship there and just going to flood the area with worship and evangelism, the preaching of the gospel and souls being saved. Amen. So so mark your calendars. Yes, it's a Friday night, November 3rd. So um, we encourage you to be a part of that. And if you do want to... Be workers. Everybody is welcome to be there. It's you know because the public's going to be there, of course. But but if you want to, <laughs> if you want I mean, to volunteer, right? But if you want to volunteer and be a part in that way, just make sure that you do have ministry application filled out in time prior to that coming up, so you've got plenty of time to do it. So, okay, that'll be it. So mm-hmm.
0: Amen, amen. I'd like our um, our prayer team just to ready themselves, and we're going to open the altars in just a moment. If you could stand with us, hallelujah. Just stand. Praise our God. Happy Saturday night, everybody. Happy Saturday night. What a wonderful night. I so appreciate our worship team. What a powerful night. Lord, your presence has been so rich in this place. Tonight as we open these altars, may your miracle power flow, healing flow, words of life be released, deliverance, salvation in this house tonight. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed tonight, just for the next few moments, I don't know everybody in this room, but I want to tell you, Very plainly, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. This is the night to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Make him the Lord of your life. Put your faith in him. Believe in him. If you've once walked with God and you've been away from God, you've ran from God, but you know in your heart God's saying tonight is the night to return, make the commitment tonight. In just a moment, you can make your way forward. You're going to come to this prayer team and say, that's me. I want to dedicate my life to Jesus Christ tonight. Tonight, I want to be born again. And if that's you, you need to come. I want our prayer team to come now. Father God, I just thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and miracles to flow. And we give you all the glory. And Lord, I speak over your people to have a miracle week a miracle week, and to be used in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we give the Lord praise tonight? Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty praise. Give him a mighty praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you, everybody.